Hi guys, this is Shirley and welcome to my podcast, No Original Thoughts. <laughs> hey guys, it's Shirley and David. No, try that again. <laughs> hey guys, it's your host Shirley and your co-host David. Mm-hmm. Why did you say that like a question? <laughs> Re- retry that. Try again. Hey guys, it's Shirley, your host. And your co-host, David. It's been way too long and too much of a long story in the last two episodes. I think I've mentioned on how like, or I've said that I'll get better at posting every week. And then I took like a, I feel like it's been a month. I honestly don't even know how long it's been. And I don't want to look at like when was the last time. Actually, no, I know when the last time was. It was 420. Oh, yeah. It's been a month and three days. Okay. But, and I'm not trying to make excuses, okay? Um, Our equipment got lost for a little bit. (laughs) And I thought I had to buy new equipment. I don't know if you guys have ever heard. Well, if you're Latino, and maybe if you're especially from Mexico, then maybe you know this because I feel like this is just like a thing that my family says. You're like, I don't know anyone else that talks about this, right? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. So ever since I was little, I've been told about um, duendes. And how this like... Okay. Duendes, how do I explain this to you guys? Well, that would directly translate to dwarves. Right. So... So my family, my parents are both from Guatemala, but my mom, she lived in at the border of Mexico and went to school in Mexico. So like a lot of our like cultural references kind of get mixed up and stuff like that. So I don't know where this started from. I'm pretty sure this started in, in Mexico though. But duendes are pretty much like, like, yeah, like what'd you say? Dwarves? Dwarves. Dwarves are like gnomes or like, little yeah, like gnomes. like little creatures and like the thing is i've been saying this for a long time ever since i moved to this place that i've been in um since last year since august of last year um i'm convinced there is a duende living in my home and like i'm not even joking okay so here's the thing about duendes duendes at least According to my knowledge and what we've been taught, like, since we were kids, is that duendes are, like, yeah, I just looked it up. People call them, like, leprechauns, but, like, no. It's, like, it's like, mm. like a dwarf, like a gnome, like, um, whatever. Um, and the thing is, they apparently, like, supposedly, like, the theory or the story behind it is that these little guys will, like, like, play tricks with you like they'll steal your stuff and um and then they'll put it back like months later or like stuff like that there's like a a bunch of a bunch of things that come along with them they're like known to be mischievous and and stuff like that and so quick story in december like i think a few days before christmas um my engagement ring went missing and it ruined Christmas for me. It ruined like everything. It was like for me, I know it's just a ring, but like, and here's the thing. 
I am, I don't think I'm, not that, no, not that I'm not capable of losing my ring, but more so that I'm so cautious with it because it's so precious to me. Duh, it's my engagement ring. I love it. And I know how hard my husband worked for it. Um, so I have never lost it before. And during this time, it was like, I think it was the day before my aunt's 40th birthday. And she decided it was her 40th birthday. Okay. Like it was a big deal. Like she basically like redid her quince, but for her 40th, <laughs> sus cuarentas. I don't know. Cuarentañeras. <laughs> I don't know. But she had a 40th birthday party, like a extravagant party. So like all of my family, she had this extravagant party and um, like two days before Christmas, I want to say. And the thing is that everybody in my family had like planned to come to to Boston for for that time. So all of our family from Georgia, from Delaware, from Michigan, I don't even know where else, like Maryland, I don't even know. They all came um, for the 40th birthday and for Christmas. And as you know, well, especially in the like Latino families, during Christmas time, you're just visiting everyone like I feel like there's just so many family events that you have to go to even after Christmas and then even after New Year's like like in for us traditionally right you have a party um and then the next day you do a recalentado which is you eat the leftover food from the day before and you continue the party that's just like a Latino thing right well my family has never done that Sometimes, only a few times I recall um, returning for um, the leftovers. The well, then maybe, well, well, I feel like it's like that. It's been like that with like all of my family since I was little. I don't know. Or maybe, I don't know. Well, you're from Honduras. And my family's from Guatemala, Mexico, and whatever. I don't know. The same thing with pozole, right? You've never had pozole until you met my family. That's right. Yeah, and I guess pozole isn't a Guatemalan thing. It's a Mexican thing. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyways, so long story short, um, we had the dress rehearsal the day before um, her 40th birthday, quinceañera thing, whatever. And um, they were performing a dance and all this stuff. And I was going to do the makeup of like all of her, her damas. Um, how do you say that in Spanish? All of her that is in Spanish, damas. I mean, sorry, sorry, in English. Um, her her core. I don't know, like the the ladies that were going to participate with her and her. I guess. And her quinceanera thing. I don't know if if you're Latino and you celebrate, then you know. Her ladies. Yeah, I, it sounds weird, but um, so that night we went to the venue. Um, because I was supposed to be trialing makeup for my aunt and then for my mom and for everyone else. And so that morning, knowing that I had to go to that, um, to that dress rehearsal to trial makeup, 
I brought all of my makeup in a suitcase and um and my sister and I had oh well here's a this is why it's so it's it's everything's mixed up because there's just so many family events before that the day before before that so two days before the actual party there was it was like a Wednesday and all the family had basically arrived for the the festivities and we went to a cousin's house to go eat dinner that was the last time I remember having my ring. Um, and like, it's sometimes bothersome on me because it like will scratch like the side of my pinky because um, when it gets cold, you know, your finger shrinks, whatever. And then like it just rotates and stuff like that. So I'm very aware of it at all times. I have like a habit of like fidgeting with my ring. And that night at that um, at that dinner party, um, that was I drove my car to that party and David met me at that party with a separate car because he was working and so I was there early so and I distinctly remember that I had my ring on that day because another cousin of mine um he was introducing me to other people and then he was like oh like like show them your ring let's see your ring and then um I gave him my hand and then I showed everyone and they were like oh like so pretty blah blah and then that was the last time that I remember like actually saying like oh I have my ring on like you know and then um and then the party was the dinner party was over we left and um I got in my car you got in your car and we drove to my parents house and we dropped off my car at my parents house because I didn't want to drive um and so we went in one car back home. And then the next day, my sister, after work, picked me up from my house and took me to my parents' house so I could go get my car. And then we went to Target to go get some foundation, some concealer, some powder, other other colors that I would need for um, for the rest of the damas for the day. And while we were in Target, we were testing, like, this lotion thing. Um and I was, and usually I take off my ring when I put on lotion. And because, like, it like stains the ring, whatever. And yeah, I don't know. And then I realized when I was, when my sister was putting the lotion in my hand at Target, she was like, um, I was like, wait, I don't have my ring on. And then she was like, did you have it before this? And I was like, I had it last night. Like, I probably just forgot to put it on in the morning. Um, or maybe I took it off in the car because sometimes I would do that to put on lotion or hand sanitizer in my car. And then, um, long story short, we went to the dress rehearsal. I did, I tried people's makeup. I didn't have my ring on and I was like, it's fine. I'll get home and I'll find it. And then I get home and it's nowhere to be found. And so the next day I'm still looking for it and then I have to like go do people's makeup and I was going back and forth and I ended up only doing my mom and two other girls makeup because the whole day I was panicking about my ring and we were looking for it and then the day after was Christmas Eve so I just I completely lost it I like flipped my room 
so many times I'm always moving my furniture and like deep cleaning and like organizing things at like the worst times. Well, David says it's the worst times, right? Yeah, it is yeah. it's always like at midnight or like at 2 a.m. Is it a manic episode? Maybe. But um, the point is, I like I even took every single piece of clothing out of my closet, searched every pocket and every jacket. I searched my car over and over again. We searched my parents' house and I was a wreck the day of Christmas Eve. Um, I actually didn't even end up going to like the Christmas Eve party that night um where all of my family was because I was just so upset and I couldn't stop crying and like I was like inconsolable and like it wasn't even the fact that like like yeah it's just a ring like whatever but I was crying because okay David kept saying like it's okay we'll get you another one and then like I was just saying like no I don't want another one I want my ring like, if you get me a new one, that's not going to be the ring that you proposed to me with. And I guess, yeah, like, in hindsight, like, not a big deal. But, like, yeah, it was just, it was horrible. And so we've been, I've every, like, pretty much almost every day since then, every time I clean, I'm always, like, keeping an eye out for it. And um, until, like, I got a replacement. But. Yeah, and I started joking around with people that, like, a duende took it for real because there's no way. I, I called Target. I went to Target. I asked them if they had anything. They said no. And then we checked my car. I checked. I retraced every single step, and my dad was, like, trying to calm me down, like, like probably 30 minutes before midnight, like, um, on Christmas Eve. And for Latinos, we celebrate it on christmas eve into the 25th and so at 12 everyone gives them gives each other a hug like i don't i don't really know why we do that <laughs> we give hugs on what's the clock turns 12 and i was still home i had like my makeup on but like i had cried it all off and i had changed my outfit like seven times and i was still searching for my ring and yeah it was a disaster but for months I was joking with like my cousins and my parents that like well it's not even joking it's like for real like I'm so convinced that Edwenda took it because people stayed at my house but I have cameras in my house we checked maintenance we asked maintenance to come check every single drain in the house and wasn't anywhere um like I feel like I've done every single thing and the only two things that I can think of that might have happened is one a duende took it just to mess around with me so much so that I, my friend at work even told me like oh watch just just watch when you get when you get a replacement ring it's gonna show up because the universe does that to you and blah 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 and I was like you know what you're right and then my dad kept and my my dad and mom kept saying the same thing they're like oh cuando tú menos lo estés buscando lo vas a encontrar like, así aparecen las cosas. And my mom always says, no puede ser que esto se desapareció como arte de magia. I don't know. She always says that same phrase. But she was like, oh, like, it'll show up. It'll turn up. It'll turn up. But, like, this is the exact reason why I think it's a duende. Because 
I remember what I did the night before going to sleep before we went to the Target the next morning when we came home. I had put um, my lotion had dried up like my moisturizer. So I put in some vitamin C drops in it and I stuck my finger in it and I like was like stirring it so that the lotion would be like on dry. And I was doing that when David was already in bed and I was going to go to sleep. And so I took off my ring and I put it in my little ring tray by my bed. And then the next day, I probably forgot to put it on, but it wasn't there. I even checked the lotion bottle, okay? Like, I, like, dug all of the lotion out with my hands. I was cupping it. Like, it was disgusting. But, yeah, so so that that's exactly why I think Edwinda took it because, like, who else would do that? Like, no one. I don't. I don't know. Thankfully, we have insurance on it. But my point is, duendes steal things and they're mischievous. So the last month, (laughs) that's a long way of saying that our equipment was missing for so long. And I think my mom might be the duende. (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, So we've been going back and forth to my parents' house a lot lately. Um, I've just been sleeping up upstairs on like the third floor of my old room my dad like refurnished like the whole place like he redid the floors everything and there's still a bed up there and I don't know there's just something so nostalgic about sleeping in my my old room they painted it a horrible color but it's fine I mean it looks I mean it's it's just cozy I don't know I don't know it's not rug anymore it's like wood so it feels like weird but anyways, so we've been staying there a lot because I've been hanging out with my um, siblings a lot. I've just been in the area. I don't know. I think I was just, I don't I don't even know. I don't know why we've been going back and forth so much, but we've been staying a lot. And um, I've been carrying my equipment with me there because we keep going there to meet up with my sister or my brother with the intention of recording with them and then we take edibles and then we forget and things go like off the rails or we just get sleepy or we nobody goes off the rails okay jami would say otherwise i i go off the rails well i don't know i don't know yeah i don't know if i would say that well, like actually, I don't know. Like, no, no, no. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Well, the thing is, so every time we go, we have every intention of recording. But then we get into other conversations and they're great conversations and we don't have the equipment out. And it sucks because that, like we started talking about Santeria. OK, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, what's his name? Um, what's that guy's name? San Simon. San Simon. Oh my gosh. And and we're going to have a whole episode on that because y'all need to hear this tea. But anyway, so all of our equipment was missing for the last month and it's been so strange. I cleaned out my car multiple times. I have clothes in my car sometimes because, you know, back and forth from my parents' house. I'll, like, take clothes from my parents or from my brother or from my sister, and I'll wear that, and then I'll bring it back. And I'm just always, you know, 
kind of mixing our stuff up. And I usually bring my backpack with all of my equipment and then a duffel bag with like extra things to leave in my old room just in case I need to stay like a toothbrush and like dog food and (laughs) I don't know. But it was missing for like a whole month and we've been looking for it. And it was just so weird because our headphones were missing and like we could, there was only one mic in my backpack and yeah, it was just so strange. And then lo and behold, last night, uh, David went to play basketball in the city that my parents live in with his friends. So I was like, hey, like, could you stop by the house and like ask again if they've seen our equipment? Because every single time that we go there, which is multiple times a week, um, it hasn't been there. We've searched everywhere, like the third floor, the first floor. I even searched the basement. Like I started thinking like, I don't know, like maybe somebody stole it out of my car. But um, lo and behold, last night, David comes home and he comes in with like two big paper bags and like one of them is food. And he's like, oh, your mom gave us hamburgers. Like, I'm going to make us hamburgers. And I'm like, cool. What's the other bag? And he's like, oh, it's the equipment. Your mom had it in a paper bag in the mudroom. Bro, I was so disappointed. I was just like. It wouldn't surprise me if my mom had thrown it away. <laughs> because she no, she, she nope. must have seen that there was something important inside I don't know shoving a bunch of wires microphones headphones my laptop charger everything like I couldn't even use my laptop I had my laptop but I couldn't even use it and I had my USB mic like my first trashy little mic but that one just doesn't compare and I don't have the cable for it anymore because I sold it during a yard sale convinced that everything was gone. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But things went missing. And I started thinking it was a duende. Like, I'm like, damn, like, they really don't want to see me succeed out here. Like, I was already on a good roll. Even though we haven't posted today, there was four listens. I'm like, what? I'm like, we haven't even posted for a month. So so I'm like, come on now, like I'm getting on a roll. I'm like feeling really motivated. And of course, when I'm feeling really motivated and have great ideas to record, I can't find the freaking equipment. Um, but yeah, it turns out my mom is a duende. She put it in a paper bag and left it in the mudroom. And if you know where my, if you know, if you've been to my parents' house and you know the mudroom, it like will be clean some days and like nice and empty, you know, just a couple of coats, shoes before you walk into the house. And other days, like recently, there's just so much stuff, like random stuff. Like every time we walk in with my sister, (laughs) we always laugh because my mom has this creepy little American girl doll sitting on a little doll chair on top of a piece of furniture in the mudroom. So at night, it looks so creepy. It looks like a little kid is sitting in a chair. And um, Julie, Jeffrey's boyfriend, posted that on her story no content oh Je- <laughs> jeffrey's girlfriend posted that um posted the american girl doll on her story no context <laughs> and it's just so funny there's just so much stuff like bird food my dad loves feeding like wild birds so he has like a huge sack of like bird food and then there's just like other stuff like just random random stuff 
like shoes from like 2009. <laughs> I'm exaggerating, but I didn't think that it was going to be in there. I should have known though. That's my fault. I feel like we should have checked there, but I never thought who would put it in a paper bag. Who would put all this equipment in a paper bag? I have no idea. This, I had this, checked, is, I had this equipment is not cheap. I had checked the mudroom prior to that many times, and there was nothing. So, Who knows? Maybe she had it in her room, too. When I go to my parents' house, sometimes I will deep clean their room and find so many cool things or find things that have been missing for ages. And then it'll be all nice and clean and organized. And the next week I come back and there's just a mountain of clothes. You probably shouldn't expose your parents like this. <laughs> nah, it's fine. <laughs> what? I, Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. It's true, though. <laughs> you always used to yell at us for our room. But look at your room. You know what they say. You point one finger, three <laughs> fingers pointed back at you. That recently, somebody was saying that recently to me, and I thought it was the funniest shit ever. I was like, I was like, now why would you say that? It's like that's the corniest thing ever. I don't know. I've been feeling really antisocial lately. Um, I've just been enjoying my peace. You know what I mean? I've been watching my husband every day just sit on the balcony with his little book, and he's just chilling out there. And I'm like, that's what I'm trying to be on. Like, I'm trying to be on like my peace and. And vibes, you know, he's just chilling out there, like for real. Like he just, like I'll come home and he'll be like, "Hey, what's up?" I'm like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's like, "Nothing, just reading my book." Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, let's get into the good stuff. While I load up this stuff, I can give you guys some updates. Update number one: um, my full-time job right now is. Um, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Um, that's why I've also been not on social media too, because ever since the game came out, I've been playing uh, and it's been great. It's it's psycho. That game is you know, um I hate that we waited it's been five years since the first one, but I will say I think the advancements were ridiculous like so good so fun like there's actual war crimes on on the game like people crucifying Korok seeds. <laughs> and if you play you know what i'm talking about my whole feed on tiktok right now is literally just like crucifying Koroks or like war crimes like they get pura um this like scientist girl that like does all stuff and like you can build things now like free build like attach things together so like people are putting people in boxes and then and then setting it on fire or like <laughs> or like or like um using the recall action and like putting it up in the air and then just shooting them off and like same thing with Korok seeds like um somebody threw them into a deep chasm and then it just, all you hear is, uh, or all you see is the little Koroxy thing. It burns, it burns. Oh and it's so sad because in the last game, if you, if you are a completionist like I am, you have to get 900 Korok seeds just to get Hestu's poop, um, just to say that you did it. And so everybody was so mad that there was no real reward for all the Korok seeds. 
that um we collected in the last game so that's where they're saying like oh like we have to get our revenge back so um so they're they're just they're doing ridiculous things to Korok seeds right now and it's so sad because in the last game the only thing that you could really do to them is like when you pick up a rock and you find a Korok seed you throw it on it and it like it gets hurt and it's like like it gets hurt and it's so sad and every time I would do that on accident I would be so sad I'm like no I'm so sorry but for this one it's just been like people have been taking these Koroks and attaching them to wood and making crosses and then just literally crucifying them or then putting them um on like on a wagon behind their horse and then like sticking up all of the cr the crosses and then it's just a bunch of Korok seeds and then they like set them on fire <laughs> or like <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous the game is just like people man it's it's amazing there's so many stupid things you can do on there and I love it I love it I've I really haven't even been following the the the, the main story because I've just been exploring and figuring out all the crazy things I can do there's so much and when I watch stuff on YouTube like when I watch gameplay or on like um on TikTok when I see stuff I'm like damn I'm stupid how did I not think of that there's a million solutions to one problem and then yeah but if you're new to any any modern game nowadays you'll you'll feel like you're not that good I just ugh I don't, I don't know. Well, anyways, there's been a lot of stuff that we've been up to and doing and whatever. Um, recently, we've been talking about um, moving out of the country. Um, guys, actually, I feel like if I say this, like, I'm going to get assassinated. <laughs> Why? Because there are, like, patriotic people. I like, think assassination... Is only for political leaders, right? I am I a political that, leader. <laughs> I think that word is like... No, assassination. No, think of Assassin's Creed. That's not political. There's a lot of... I mean, in Assassin's Creed. Assassination. Literally, like, in some of them... I, I forgot which one it was, the Assassin's Creed that I played, but it was during the Boston... The Boston Massacre. Look, assassination. The action of assassinating someone. Someone says, assassination is the murder of a prominent or important person for political reasons or a prominent or important person such as a head of state, head of government, politician, world leader, member of the royal family, or CEO. I'm the CEO of my own company. Yeah, I hate America. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, no, like, okay, the more I talk about this with people, the more I'm starting to realize that I am not the only one that wants to move the hell out of here. I don't want to live here anymore. I'm so tired of it. I know my parents migrated to this country for a better life, and they did give us a better life. And so now I'm going to go get even the better life. Feel me like even the better life. <laughs> I there are just so many reasons why, and I will make I will make an, a whole episode on that because 
there's so many reasons. Um, but I think some people will come after me, especially the boomers. Be like, oh, you just don't want to work hard. I'm like, no, bro. Like, rent is literally like three times our. N- Never mind. Um. Yeah. So there's there's that. So I might I might be out of here in the next year, um, because our first plan was to go to Florida, but now the whole DeSantis thing, you know, the Satan. <laughs> Um, the Satanas. <laughs> um, we will not be moving to Florida anymore because my husband, um, you guys don't know where I live, so it's okay, um, is an immigrant. So <laughs> he's so if we go there, then he will get deported and I could get fined and I could go to jail. And yeah, just all this stuff. And it's just so stupid because like, I get it. There are a lot of nuances to this type of stuff, but damn, Florida's going down and I love Florida, but yeah, I just, I just feel like all of America, like dude, yesterday, was it yesterday or was it the day before? No, it was yesterday. Um, There was an active shooter threat at the school down the street from us and all you could hear for the whole afternoon was police, helicopters, all this type of stuff. I was so nervous. I think it ended up being a hoax. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was. But just there was another one, one at, at Boston, Boston College High School, which is stupid. But um, the name, <laughs> the, the name, name, not not the you know. <laughs> but yeah, so this type of stuff is so real. Like the gun violence in this country is ridiculous. And I don't know, you never think that it could be your town or your city or like something close to home. But like, yeah, I've just been the last few months, I've realized so many things. And I'm like, I just want a simple life. Like sometimes I think of just like deleting everything off of like social media and just like chilling. And like, I want to be a farmer. Like, you know, I want to live in a tiny house right now. Um, I've been looking into building one, a custom tiny house. And I just love the idea of it. I feel no need to have all of the things that I have right now. I think in the last few months, I've emptied out so many things in my house, like just furniture, clothes, products, like just so many things that I'm like, why did I get this in the first place? None of this brings me joy, and some of this is so meaningless, doesn't have a purpose. I'm just wasting my money and time and my energy on things that I don't want to do, and I don't know. I just kind of want to live a simple life, you know? Like, my dream is not to be a CEO of a company. For some people, it is, but my dream is not to work. I don't want to work. That sounds horrible, but. Well, farmers have a lot of work. No, I know, but I'm saying like, you know what I mean? Corporate America, fucking hate corporate America. It's different work. It's different work. But as a farmer, you know how farmers are the happiest, are are the happiest people like employed? Yeah, Yeah, because you reap what you sow. That's facts. 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, also, if my voice sounds really bad, it's because I have a cold. So, sorry if my voice sounds like this, right? It sounds raspy. I feel like it, sounds, it hurts to speak. All right. Today, we're just going to go through a few things and then just talk about it and just try to catch up on these episodes. <laughs> I'm like four weeks behind, so I need to release like 17 episodes <laughs> in the next few days. So I'm going to read a couple of different ones and you tell me which ones you would like to hear. Um, and this is off of the Reddit thread, True Off My Chest. One, I know my husband isn't in love with me. Two, I met my ex for the first time after we decided to have a break. It's been one and a half years and he has a baby. I don't know what number I'm on. <laughs> um, I just found out my boyfriend of four years has been cheating for six months. Let's do that one. Okay. Just found out my boyfriend of four years has been cheating on me for six months. I am pissed to say the least. Also on mobile. Sorry for any spelling errors or formatting issues. But yeah, four years, an entire life built together. Just gone like that because he had to get his dick wet. He didn't even have a good excuse. Just I'm depressed and we had common interests. It's honestly pathetic. I can't believe I loved this man. He had everyone fooled about what kind of vile trash he actually is. Now I have to get all of his shit out of my house, find a new job since he convinced me to quit mine, and start over. I'm just so numb, and it, none of it feels real yet. Honestly, all cheaters deserve every kind of hell that comes their way. Grow a pair and just be honest. Don't traumatize someone the way he did me, because now I have to figure out how to trust someone all over again. I guess joke's on him, though. Both side, the side piece and I agree that he sucks in bed. Edit. The other woman is the one who told me, by the way. She's actually very sweet, and I believe her when she says she didn't know about me. To be honest, I think she hates him more than I do. Here are the comments. Well, at least you know never to stay with someone who sucks in bed and convinces you to quit your job. Another one. When I read about convincing OP to quit their job, I just is just cementing the, um, the codependency. The only time I'd ever tell my par partner to consider quitting their job is if they were ill, hated their job, and wanted to do something different, or if they were pregnant and we had enough stability to not need two incomes for the life that we wanted. This dude is a major asshole. People can learn to be better at sex, but the other thing, unless that convinces you to quit your job is about job-sucking ass, then there might just be a controlling behavior involved. Yeah, he had four years to become better at it. And at this point, it's just lousy in bed if he's not willing to learn to be better. Sure, when they're young and starting out, mid, late 20s, and after that, I'd say ditch them if they suck in bed because it won't change. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you got a new friend out of it. Maybe see if she's looking for a roommate. He's, he's a piece of shit, and we'll see what he gets from his actions. You'll find the one. Take time to heal. Get to know your new friend and live your best life. What do you think? I think she made the right choice by breaking up with him. I don't think that being bad in bed is a good premise for separation. <laughs> but cheating certainly is. But do you think, you don't think that um, 
that chemistry and intimacy is important? Of course it is. It's not the main thing. That's what I'm saying. It's not enough premise to to break up. But it is an important aspect. If he cared, then he would get better in bed. Hmm. He would he would have to understand that intimacy is an important part of a relationship. Ten hours ago. First of all, I just want to say thank you for all of the love and support I've received in the comments. All the amazing comments really helped me knowing I made the right choice. It's been a little over a week now since I kicked him out now and I have some new updates. My ex and his mother came to pick up his stuff the other day after while I was on my own with my mom. I still feel awful that his mom had to spend Mother's Day moving all of his crap out of my house. Yikes. Not a good day to do that, right? Since then, all of our communication has been through. She's come over a few times to grab things he left, and we think we've had a good time just talking. We were always close, and she is 100% on my side in this. Honestly, I think she's angrier at her son than I am. As for me, well, I'm doing really good. I just got a new job today, and I start on Thursday. Fingers crossed I'll be able to be completely independent of him in the next month. I've been slowly cleaning the house after he left it a disaster. His old office was the absolute worst. He just left piles of trash in the corner for me to deal with. I feel like I owe my trash guy some cookies or something for the amount of crap they hauled away. But the biggest update of all is that I've started seeing someone new. My new boyfriend is so amazing. I can't believe he's real sometimes. We've, we have been friends for almost a year now, and he's been my biggest supporter through all of this. We've always had a thing for each other, but kept our distance due to me being in a relationship. I didn't even intend to start dating again so soon, but I just fell head over heels for him. We're taking things slow right now. I still need to heal, and he's perfectly fine with that. Although, to be honest, I feel it feels like the best revenge to be seeing the new guy who treats me like an absolute princess while having my ex still pay my bills. I realized now just how abusive my ex was. I always told myself that because he never hit me and supported me through my mental health struggles that he couldn't be abusive. But the more distance I get, the more I wipe every trace of him from my home, the more I realize I lived in fear of him. I lied so much to the people I loved just so no one would know who he really was. If he was in a bad mood, he would just pick at me and try to hurt me. I was his bang maid and nothing else. He spent all his time away from me, locked in his office, and I'm not the only one who he treated badly. The change in my dog is absolutely insane. It's like he's a new animal. I worry about, I worry now what was really going on when I wasn't around. I never knew my dog was so playful. I always assumed he was just lazy. Turns out he loves to play and bark and just be a dog without a grown man screaming at him. That's so sad. So yeah, life is going really well. I go to get the STD test done in an hour and a half. So I'll make a small update on this post when I get the results. Edit. So I'm seeing a lot of people accusing me of having an emotional affair in the comments, which I totally understand given the information I provided. Firstly, he lives 11 hours away and we have never met in person. Um, when I say we had a thing for each other, I don't mean we had feelings for each other or even a crush. We both thought the other one was good looking, but drew a hard line when it came to flirting or anything like that. If we hung out in a voice channel, it was only in a group and our DMs were exclusively asking if the other was joining the group for games. 
something I still do to my other friends. I was admittedly checked out of my relationship for a while, but that was after the cheating started and he became distant. I worked a lot and really didn't do much aside from play games online with friends like once a week. And I totally understand if people still feel like I had an emotional affair. I just wanted to add some more context. Figured an edit would be easier than replying to individual comments. Well, based on the update, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it's a little convenient that she also, well, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like they did, they weren't going to work out together, right? Well, he cheated on her, so they definitely did not work out. Because do you think there's such thing as moving on too fast? Moving on too fast? Moving on from the previous relationship yeah, too fast? Yeah, like, look, um, a few hours ago. Hold on. Well, I think it's an individual's, an individual's pace. Some people can handle breakups really well. And move on to the next person without... But what do you mean by really well, though? Like, I feel like that's that's a little weird, though, because if you're saying that someone handles it well, they're able to move on to another relationship. And that doesn't necessarily mean emotional maturity or handling it well. That could also just be a coping mechanism. It could be a coping mechanism, Yeah. I don't doubt that there are people, though, who are mature enough to realize that the relationship is not everything and that it was a da- it was an aspect of dating, that it is a possibility to break up, you know, and even if they move on to the next person quickly, it is up to them and the other person to to recognize that. But I'm sure that there are people out there who handle breakups fashionably well. Yeah, that's... I just, I feel like, okay, because she posted this nine days ago, and as of 10 hours ago, she posted that update. Um, So here are some of the comments. I'm glad you're doing well, and even though you said you're going to take it slow, I hope that you do take some time for yourself before fully jumping into this new relationship. Starting a new relationship after a long-term one ended so terribly can be sensitive to everyone. Oftentimes, individuals will miss or ignore potential red flags due to to this. So it's best to play it safe. That's true. Yeah. In that case, a a relationship becomes a novelty. It's something new that that they're experiencing. And I know that she praised the new boyfriend uh, very highly, right? Saying that he he was treating her very, very nicely and, and all. And it's true that there can be some red flags missing because it's a novelty. Um, it's wise, I would say, to take time to, yeah, like I guess reflect, uh, heal, and um, and analyze what it was exactly that she was disliking from the previous boyfriend and maybe reflect on herself and see how she could have bettered the relationship as well than since she moved on to the next That's true, but I also feel like that's kind of implying that, like, if she just would have done better, he wouldn't have cheated, or that, like, him cheating was her fault. Well, no, she could have been a perfect wife, and he could could still have cheated. Well, they they were dating. They're not they're not married. Well, she could have been the perfect girlfriend, and he still could have cheated. 
Well, I think for me, it's just a little strange because it's four years. And at least in my experience, I will share my own experience. The second time that we broke up that I thought it was like for good, for good, like um, it took me a couple of months. But then at some point at a party, I like I think I was just hurting so bad. I just wanted to fill the void with something or make myself feel better um, by jumping to the next person. And um, I think people, guys like instinctively know when someone has just gotten out of a relationship because they're like, they're like mosquitoes. Not all guys I would defend. Not all guys, you're right. But like, it didn't take, it took me a few months, but it wasn't because I was like, oh, I'm ready to have a relationship with this guy. It was more like um, like just to mess around. And it continued for the rest of the summer. And we were seeing each other for a while, but it was never anything serious. And the reason why I knew that I hadn't healed from our breakup was because at that point, I don't know how many years in we were, but during the time that we were broken up, like, I would still constantly think about you. I was still, like, truly, like, suffering, like, not being with you. But um, this just the te- temporary attention from someone else made me feel better. But that person also is someone that I would never actually date seriously. Like, I could not picture myself building a life with them. Like, that's that's what I mean. Like, like some people will disagree that, like, dating isn't for marriage because not everyone believes in marriage. But um, at least for myself, my whole life, I think, I've always thought of dating as, like, a, you know, like, like, it leads to, it leads to that. It, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't mean that your relationship failed if you didn't get married. That's not true, but I think, I think for me, I've always like taken it more seriously. Like, if I'm going to date you, like, you have to have potential like to build a future with me or together. Like, we can build something together. It wouldn't just be for fun. Like, I think people can have fun and like go out and like, you know, do all that stuff because they're they're not in a committed relationship. Um, and so that's what I was doing at the time. But like, for like, like, if I'm being real, like it was, it was just to like, not feel lonely or, or just to make me feel a little better temporarily. But it didn't work. And again, like, kind of like what this guy said, the red flags, you don't see them. It's like, what's that saying that people say? They're like, oh, yeah, like um, when you're like infatuated with someone or you think you're in love and it's just like you're looking at everything like through rose colored glasses. Um, Red flags don't look like red flags and rose colored glasses. It's a complicated analogy. But the point is, looking back, if this guy ever would have asked me to be serious about something, I don't think I 
yeah, I just don't see that working out. Like at some point, um, we were going to meet up in a different state and we we're going to, I was going to take a flight and I think I did buy a flight and then I didn't take it. And I was like, I can't picture myself with this guy. Like, why am I doing this? This is just worthless. Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe she'll look back and be like, oh yeah, like, um, that was just my rebound, like my, so I don't feel alone, especially after being in a relationship for that long, four years. Like you kind of get used to sleeping with someone in the same bed. You get used to doing life together. Like I think it would be very hard. I think I imagine that's why divorce is hard, right? Divorce is hard for multiple reasons. Yeah. Yeah. One of them being is that you've been one with a person for so long. Yeah, they're just things that you're used to. That sort of detachment can be Like, if we weren't together anymore, I would have to walk the dogs no choice. <laughs> well, I, I walk the dogs no choice anyways. <laughs> no, I know, but I'm saying, like, if you left me or, like, we oh, weren't I together see. and I had the dogs, I like... I'm just kidding. You would keep Laika? What about Asher? That would, that would... Asher would be yours, I would, be, I would believe, No. Unless you don't want to walk them at all, then you just give them to me. <laughs> Are you saying we have a potential to get them? No. I'm just kidding. No, what? No way. Although, well, we theoretically, have... or hypothetically, you know what's funny? If, if... Asher would stay with me because Asher's a mama's boy. Yeah. We're talking about our dogs, by the way, not kids. No, not children. Not what were you saying? Well, the thing is that we like we have nothing to our name other than the dogs, right? Like, I guess you would keep your car, I would keep my car. It's not like we have a house that we can split. It's but not everything like we is have, under both of our names. Have, it's not like we have stocks or trades or. But everything is under both of our names. Yeah, I guess and so. all of our financial stuff is connected. Yeah. Oh yeah. The and our family has been account. connected since 2014. Yeah, that's difficult. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> no, thanks. Anyways, um, we said that word wouldn't even be a word in our vocabulary yeah. during our marriage. And it's just so funny because I it's think. It's not a choice. Well, yeah. But, well, for me and you, that's what we've decided. But, yeah, I just, I, I can't picture that. It would be so painful. Like, I don't, yeah, I can't picture my life with anyone else. Yeah. I can't. Yeah. People are really good at throwing flowers and compliments at you, but having someone that you can actually build a life with is completely different. Someone who can, you know, be your support, your lifeline, like someone who can be your best friend, who you can laugh with, who you can cry with, like who is with you for like, everything you know what I mean that's hard to find like like we can both sit in silence together and and both want that and both appreciate that and with other people I just feel like it wouldn't be there are some people they think that like the relationship would just be solely for sex and some people just solely for 
for the benefits of being married to somebody like monetary or whatever. And personally, I talk about this with my, with my sister and I'm like, Oh, thank God we have, um, cause her boyfriend and whatever. So to put it in context, we were like, Oh yeah, thank God we, we both have boyfriends that, that are nerds. And then, and I was like, yeah, you're so right. Like, you know what my husband does for fun? He reads his books out on the balcony, reads his reads about theology, philosophy every single day, studies chess, like is up to date on the news, is always learning. So like, like he's so invested in that stuff. My biggest flex is probably that he also doesn't use social media. He has it, but he doesn't use it. And it's by his choice. And I'm like, I'm chilling. I'm safe. It's a waste of time. Forever. Yeah. Meanwhile, some of these people are like worried about their their guy being outside this summer. And they're like, I'm like, I like my stability. And it's not to say that we don't have fun, but a lot of it is just so. You get to a point in your relationship where sometimes it just feels platonic because you're just besties. Like, for example, today, benefits of being married. I've been kind of sick. Um, and even when I'm not sick, he does this. Like, I was just laying in bed after a shower. And he was like, oh, like, um, are you hungry? Like, do you want something? And, like, whatever. We didn't have the ingredient. He was like, oh, I'll go get it. Don't worry about it. He, like, takes the dogs and whatever. And then he comes back and, like, he makes me a sandwich. And then he's like, yeah, why don't you take a nap? And, like, I'll take the dogs out to the park and like you can sleep in the room and like get some rest bro like fuck boys would never do that (laughs) i'm serious you made me my little sandwich and then earlier when i woke up from my nap i walked into the living room and he immediately stopped what he was doing he was like hey like how how do you feel and i'm like "Mm, i'm okay i'm hungry and then he was like, oh, like, what do you want? Like, do you want this? Do you want that? I was like, no, like, I think I want watermelon. And then he got up and I was like, where are you going? And he was like, I'm going to go cut up your watermelon. And I was just like, damn, this is the rich life, huh? <laughs> Someone that takes care of me. Not to say that I don't take care of him, but I think he takes care of me a lot, right? No, he's just—he's just perfect. No, I'm not. I am no, he's not perfect. He always does this thing with his fingers. He like takes his nails and he'll like try to pick at it with his other fingers, and like it makes me so anxious. I can't look at it. Sometimes he's doing that in the middle of the night, and I literally slap his hand down, and I'm like, "Stop it!" I just oh, it drives me nuts. Also, another thing that drives me nuts. Small price to pay for watermelon. <laughs> He rolls up his socks, and they're not short socks, short ankle socks. They're they're like the shin, the um, shin high socks. And he rolls them up, and he just leaves them places, or he'll leave them in the laundry basket, but rolled up together. Okay, I may leave a trail of socks everywhere in this house. 
but at least they're not rolled up together. They're 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 separate pair. Yeah. Something about unrolling someone's socks just grosses me out. What? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I would say that having two socks apart is better than rolled up socks. No, I would say that a pair of socks rolled up in the laundry basket where they belong is better than socks anywhere else (laughs) okay but you leave socks rolled up socks in the closet like sometimes i'll be going to get something from like our closet and then there'll just be a roll down sock like it'll just fall on the floor and you logic behind behind rolling them up before you put them in the basket because he says they're not supposed to get lost how are they gonna thoroughly wash well no you have to like unfold them after like, you're going to put them into laundry. That's bag. why I make him do laundry now. Yeah, so you shouldn't even be complaining that my socks are rolled up. Okay, but before, before, before. Right. Yeah, right now I've just been chilling. Like, like to be honest, like, I'm chilling. Like, I'm a housewife right now. Just, you know, play play my, my video games full time. Just hang out with my dogs. Just eat some food. Chill by the pool. <laughs> Life is good. Thank you, God, for the wonderful husband you gave me. Thank you. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. This is exactly what my parents would have wanted for me. Right? I would hope so. For me to be treated well. I would hope so. Yeah. Anyways, back to the comments. Another comment said, I said the same. Talking from experience, don't do it. It's better to resolve your issue than to jump that step so soon. Heal first, mm-hmm. date second. Yeah, great advice. Se- uh, another comment, eight hours ago. <laughs> the, the username, the clumsy pirate. <laughs> That's the username for the guy. Um, I am happy for you, but how did you get a new boyfriend within nine days of your last post? And is that a healthy after... After a breakup of a four-year relationship. Uh, Next comment in this thread. And she said they've had feelings for each other for a while. Dot, 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 dot. And then someone else goes, and I quote, head over heels in nine days. The dead face emoji. (laughs) Yep, not not seeing it in a different light after rereading the comments in the post. Just what I thought. He had a PA, and she had an EA. She had an emotional affair. Oh, he had a physical affair. <laughs> and then other people. Well, I'm not sure it was physical if he said that it was because he was depressed. No, I think I think it was physical. Well, I'm sure. sure that there was some physicality to it, but she's saying that it wasn't emotional. From the perspective of the, the boyfriend that cheated on her. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But she, it, but for her, because she was talking to that guy that lived 11 hours away. It was an emotional affair for her. Well, she's saying no, but the people in the comments are saying yes. And then other people saying, when she said... Um, it feels like the best revenge to be seeing a new guy who treats me like an absolute princess while having my ex still pay my bills. And and the comment goes, I don't like her at all. 
Me neither. Even when I 30 minutes ago, me neither. When I was even reading the first post for some reason, I was just like, something seems off. I have never once thought once thought that during a post, but this update just confirms to me that yeah, she's not as innocent as she claims. Definitely don't like her. I don't know. Well, I don't have anything personal against either of them. Well, know. right, but <laughs> I think I just think she might might be a little too quick to date. Yeah. If she hopped, in, if she hopped onto that like that, then that's true. I agree. Maybe she was just very ready to get rid of the the thought of the previous boyfriend. Maybe. <clears throat> okay. I won't read another one, but I'll actually just share um, something that I saw. I don't know if you know who Kendall Ray is. No. She's a YouTuber. She has a podcast, but she also does, like, YouTube videos, like, um, talking about, like, true crime cases and stuff like that. Um, and this morning, I actually heard um, one of the things that she that she um, posted on her YouTube um, about this girl named Chloe Stein, um, but she faked her own kidnapping. <laughs> did you hear about this? I did not, know. Okay, well, let me tell you about it real quick, and then you tell me if you think she's valid. Chloe Stein, she was in, uh, in college or supposed to be at least in, in Pennsylvania. Um, and um, her graduation weekend was coming up. So the week of, she worked like at a, at a restaurant or something. I think it was like a Sonic or something um, during, during, um, during her time in college. So apparently she was driving back home when she texted her boyfriend saying, um, hey, like, I just got pulled over by the police. Um, and that was the last text that she sent to him. And he hadn't heard from her um, the rest of the night. And the next day, um, I guess he was supposed to hang out with her and someone else. And so when they went to her house and she wasn't there, they were like confused and then they're like, oh, like what the heck happened? And on the way, they found her car abandoned on the side of the road. Um, so he starts thinking like, oh my gosh, like what could have happened to her? Like maybe, maybe she got like, I don't know, like was she like arrested or like did something happen to her? Did she like run away? I don't know. And so um, they told the mom and um, and immediately like they started like like um, what is that called a search party and the search party started looking for her. They started pouring in all these resources for the next few days um, or something like that. And um, she was on the news and then the mom was saying like. Um, like, please, like, if you have any information or if you know, like, if she would, like, if, um, we just want her to come home, please, she's supposed to graduate this weekend. Like, she was supposed to get her, like, bachelor's in, like, nursing or something like that. And um, everyone was looking for her, and then things started just kind of, like, not adding up because then somebody, um, they, they, somebody anonymously, like, tipped the police saying, like, um, hey, she actually doesn't attend this college. 
like she's not graduating this weekend. She hasn't been a student here for a year now. She's she's not like she's not going to graduate. And then that came as a surprise to everyone. So then the police then started thinking like, okay, this is a motive for her to like, I guess, disappear. But like, why would she say that a cop pulled her over? Because then people were starting to say like, oh, like, what if like uh, police is like, like somebody is pretending to be a police and like kidnapping people and whatever. And this was all like in a matter of a day. And um the next day she miraculously shows up at her friend's house and then um they call the cops and they take her in to interrogate her and they ask her what happened and then um they're like oh so like what happened like um like and then she was just saying like yeah i was like kidnapped blah 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 like um i was pulled over and then and then her story was just falling apart and then they then they they basically called her out on her bs and they go did you try to fake your own kidnapping or your or fake your own like or were you trying to like trick everyone into believing that you had disappeared so that you wouldn't have to tell your family the truth that you weren't going to be graduating this weekend um and that you haven't been in school for a whole year and then she basically broke like at the first thing and then she was like saying like oh like yeah I just felt like I had no choice blah 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 (laughs) and so now everybody in the town is like so upset and they're like we just wasted all these resources on you for like something that didn't even happen just because you couldn't tell your parents something or you couldn't admit it or you could have done something else like you that that was not valid like is there a reason a valid reason to fake your own death or fake your own kidnapping i don't know like you know there's there maybe there are some things that i think could possibly be like a valid but this is not i just i don't even feel bad for her because the whole the whole community um is so upset with her and they're like oh like we need um she needs to be put in jail like blah 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 and then everybody's starting to ask the question well like like what like what about that was so so bad that made her believe that like she had no choice but to stage her own kidnapping Like, what was her mom gonna do? Kill her? Who knows? Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm, I'm not like, you know, discrediting her or like whatever. I don't know. Everyone has their reasons, but yeah. And so one of the comments and um, says, "I worked with someone that did fake her own death. She was in an abusive relationship and found out she was pregnant. She was pretty much trapped and never left alone." He would beat her so bad that one day she finally had a change to escape. Her sister helped her and then um, faked that she died. This was back in the 80s. She moved to Florida and later her sister joined her. She changed her name and never looks back. Wow. Yeah, I think that's a pretty good reason if like 
especially like 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 let's say like that this guy was in law enforcement mm-hmm. unfortunately law enforcement a lot of the time protects um their officers when it comes to domestic violence and stuff like that it's interesting to me that they searched for her within a 24-hour period when a lot of the times when you hear missing people's cases or kidnapping cases the cops don't do anything until like 48 hours after Mm -hmm. that's true I wonder what made them react so quickly then. Well, maybe because she's a white girl. <laughs> that that has a lot to do with it sometimes. Yeah, I'm sure that it, it happens in it indigenous communities all the time. Yeah, I'm sure. Native Americans, especially Native American women, are rarely ever taken seriously when missing or anything like that. Yeah. Well... So everybody is um, commenting different things. Um, like someone was, was saying that, well, now instead of just telling your her family and friends that school didn't work out for her, now the whole world knows, knows this. Embarrassing, to say the least. But some people are asking, well, like, why well, couldn't you have funny. asked your why couldn't you have told your parents that you're not in college anymore? There has to be more to the story that made her do what, what she did. What was her final plan? Exactly. Like, That's what I was thinking too. Just stay kidnapped for the rest well, of the Well, because when she was at the police station, they took they asked her, they're like, So what happened? Like, how did you get here? And then she said, like, oh, like he just um he like assaulted me and like raped me and this and that. And then he just dropped Yikes. me off here. Yeah, no. It's- but so, so she found out that the basically like the town or the city or whatever she lived in, they all found out that she was not going to graduate college. Well, now after, yeah, because and then she knew that. No, she just couldn't tell her parents and her family members. No, but what I'm saying is that she. When she reappeared or was dropped off, um, she knew that the whole town that was supposedly looking for her, now they know like that she's not going to graduate from that college. Well, at that point, they didn't know that. They didn't, didn't know that that was, yeah, and she, she didn't, they didn't, they hadn't put the motive and stuff together, but um, then they started piecing it together. So she didn't know. But my assumption is that she probably started seeing this everywhere. She left her phone behind in the car. Why we but here she in the first place? took her wallet and stuff. Yeah. Like she could have at least just waited until after the graduation. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the whole thing is really ridiculous. Why, why fake your own, well, your own kidnapping? Yeah. Just because your family didn't know that. You, that, that seems pretty far off to me. Now her family knows, I guess. That's tough. I mean, you know, I I hear her in the sense of, like, you don't want to disappoint your family. And I get it. The first time that I took a leave of absence for school. Um, yeah, but she made the situation that was, so much worse. That was so bad. Like, the conversation was 
horrible. She made her situation a lot worse. Yeah. So. And I, I get it, you know. But I don't know. So we'll see. We'll see what happens to her. Yeah. Well, I'll leave it here because I have another case that I want to talk about. But we can do that tomorrow. Um, it's um, to give you a little preview. Uh, it's about this high school girl who um, didn't know she was pregnant, got to a hospital, killed her baby in the hospital. <laughs> this was recent. Yeah, it's been viral. It's it's horrible, horrible, horrible. So it it, it I thought of it because um, it kind of relates to the topic of like you feel like you can't tell your parents something and you do something extreme to avoid the consequences of your actions but sometimes it ends up being worse all right well this is where i'll leave it and um let me know what you think send me some some stories okay let's end this thing my throat hurts all right thanks for listening guys Bye. bye I do want to make a small edit. Um, The next day after recording this episode, which was Wednesday, I found out I had COVID. So it turns out it just wasn't a simple cold. I am sick in bed with COVID. So stay safe, guys. (laughs) Bye. Thanks for listening to No Original Thoughts. If you have any questions, stories that you want to share, or if you want to be on this podcast, feel free to email us at noorigonalthoughtspodcast at gmail.com.